0: Jesus, I thank you. Let's open with prayer. My Heavenly Father, I thank you for grace on this message. I thank you for grace on this meeting. Father, I thank you for your grace. Your grace that that is over every sin. I thank you. I thank you. Your grace is greater than any sin. Your grace is greater than any feeling. Your grace is greater than any situation. Father, I thank you that you open our eyes, that we can see, that you open our ears, that we can hear, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia and attend to the things that are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And I ask this in Jesus' name. I give thanks I get thanks, Jesus. Tarariando soto ki. Tarariando soto lahanda sita kasi. Tarandero koto ponda siete halahutundosita. Lara koro tonda siete. Hatoroti andasi. Lara koso toko ye. The very God that created this world is the very God that's going to finish it. The very God that spoke and light came. The very God that spoke and man was made out of the dust of the ground is the very God that'll finish this earth in a blaze of fire. In a blaze. Why are we afraid? Why do we cower at the devil? Why do we step back we have been given all the equipment that we need to walk in glory to walk in victory it is given to us given to us by grace we didn't ask for it but God did it anyway why are we afraid look up walk My spirit, saith the Lord, listen to my voice, and I will bring you to victory every time if you will believe me. Amen? Amen. A couple days ago, several days ago, we had a particularly rough night. And I woke up, went downstairs several hours before my body wanted me to. And the first thing I thought of was get to the coffee machine. And I went over and I started the coffee machine. And the Lord said to me, turn on the music on your phone. I have never done that before in the mornings. Sometimes I don't remember who I am in the mornings. And I turned on my phone. And I tell you what, in ten seconds, ten seconds, the oppression was gone. The tiredness was gone. The weariness was gone and I was dancing in my kitchen and I hadn't even had the coffee yet. We have a God that knows what we need and we have to remember God is love. Turn with me to Romans eight 31. I'm going to begin here. But there's a verse I want to get to. It says, What shall we say then to these things? If God before us who can be against us? You don't know who I work with. If God be for you, who can be against you? Who can be against you? When I was working at, uh, when I was a teacher, and there was a couple of years, particular years, that were very, very rough. I mean, nobody wanted me there, I didn't want to be there. But God stuck me in the middle of it to learn how to walk among people that don't want you there. Do you know what? He got me to the place I didn't care. He got me to the place where I could walk down the hall and not not cower, not get away from everybody because of the looks. I was able to walk in the spirit of God, in the love of God, in the power of God, in that gospel that died for me, that was buried for me, that rose again for me. I was able to do that. And you know what? The problems started going away. And the very person that started them got transferred in the middle of a school year, which they don't do. Got transferred to a school she hated. God bless you. You know, it was everything I could do. I had to walk to my room, close the door. Everybody was all upset that she had been transferred. She wanted me fired. And she was making every effort to do it. And the only person I could look to for help was God. Somebody needs to hear this. The only person I could look to was God because everybody else was agreeing with her. I was agreeing with her. I didn't particularly like the situation I was in or that I had gotten myself into. But you know what? I had to look to God. And I remember when she was transferred, several came running to me. Oh my God, they transferred her in the middle of the year. What happened? And they transferred her here and she hates that school. I said, I understand. They said, we're all meeting in this room to cry with her. I didn't make it. I walked to my room. I closed the door. And I went, thank you. Thank you. I worked one more year and then God delivered me. But you know what? I had to learn to do this. It says, if God be for us, who, who can be against you? Who can be against you? Doyle has taught this from day one. Nobody can fire you unless God wants you fired. I proved it. Nobody can fire you unless God wants you fired. And if God wants you fired, then there's another job for you. All right? 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Don't you ever let the devil say that Jesus raised up was not for you. He was raised up for us all. The worst sinner he was raised up for. So he was raised up for you. It says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with Jesus also freely give us all things? Where do your all things come from? With Jesus. Everything you need was provided for you in that gospel. Do you hear me? Everything has already been provided for you in that gospel. Everything was already provided for you. Prosperity. Healing. Forgiveness of sin. Justification. Sanctification. Your place in the body of Christ. Was already given to you. Through that gospel. You don't need anything else from God. Except to believe what he's already done for you. You got that? Helps to have an ear. But everything has already been provided for you. Now. Now. Shall he not with us freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Oh, God showed me this one day. And you know what he told me? Shut up. When God tells you to shut up, you shut up. I saw what he was getting at. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? But they did that. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Why? It's God that justifies It's God that justifies They have been justified. Well, they don't act it. Neither do you. They have been justified. Who is anyone to lay the charge? Oh, God has taught me a lot about just shut up and pray. All right? Now, verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? Who is he that condemneth? Who's condemning you? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, Who condemneth? Jesus died for you. He bore your sin. He not only died for you, he shed his blood for you. If you've got any problems, get it under the blood. Get it under the blood. It takes five minutes to get it under the blood. Get it under the blood. He died for you. He was buried for you. He shed his blood for you. He all not only did that, he went to hell and paid for that. He's already paid for it. Quit beating yourself up with a, with a stick because of something you've done. It's already been paid for. It's already been paid for. Do you not know that you are justified only by that blood that Jesus shed. You are justified only by that blood that Jesus shed. Not because of your own actions. Not because of your personality. Not because of you're so pretty. You are only justified. Only by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. That was shed by the blood of Jesus that he took into the holiest of holies and, and gave it to the Father. Sprinkled it in the holiest of holies. That's where you were justified. Not your actions, not your attitude, not what you're thinking. You were justified only by the blood of Jesus. But you are justified. I don't act justified. You are justified by the blood of Jesus. You are only justified by the blood of Jesus. Well, I don't act justified. You are only justified by the blood of Jesus. But you are justified if you will believe that. And when you believe that, the other things will straighten out. They'll straighten out. God calls those things as though they're not, as though they are. He calls you justified. Thank God he is long-suffering. Long-suffering. Thank God he's long-suffering, but he calls you justified. You better start calling yourself justified. All right? Now, I haven't even got where I want to. Who, that word means which and what and who, shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. Who shall lay anything? It is God that justifieth. You've been justified. Your neighbor's been justified. Well, they don't act it. Now, 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God. And I love this phrase. It took me years to believe it. it took me years, who also maketh intercession for us. Did you know he's up there right now making intercession for you and I? Oh, he's busy. He is up there making intercession for you and I. And you know what? He knows the exact path to put you on. Oh, I'm amazed at his wisdom. He knows the exact thing that you need to be justified. And he knows exactly how to walk you down that path to where you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you have to walk it out and you have to believe. God knows exactly where you are. He's the one that got you there. If you will believe that. If you will believe that. Because once you start walking and want the kingdom, all hell breaks loose. God, you know what? The the devil will leave you alone if you just go to a denominational church and sit in a pew every Sunday and give your 5% and do all that. He'll leave you alone. But the minute you want God, the minute you want to get out of religion, the minute you want to have a relationship with God and want to walk in that power, all hell breaks loose against you. And you wonder, what did I do wrong? He didn't do anything wrong. We'll keep reading. Now, it says, 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That's what I want us to see. Who, what, which will separate us from the love of Christ? From the love of Christ. Who's going to separate? What's going to separate you from the love of Christ? What is? Nothing will separate you from the love of Christ. Look at this next word. Shall tribulation. Whoa, wait a minute. You mean there's going to be tribulation? Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. What did I do wrong that I'm in this trouble? Who shall separate you from the love of Christ? When you are in the middle of it, when you are up against the wall, when you are at your rope's end, when you are thinking, I can't do this one more day, what did I do wrong to deserve this? Nothing can separate you. From the love of Christ. He is greater than every situation. He is greater than any circumstance. He is greater than your heart. Can you believe that? Jesus is greater than your heart. He is greater. And I love it. He will hold you steady when the whole world around you seems to be falling apart. Including yourself. And you get to the other side and you go, how did I get through this? Nothing shall separate you from the love of Christ. He will not drop you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. In the middle of your trouble, he will not separate himself from you. You have to believe that when it looks like he has, that is a lie. If that was the case, this word would be a lie and the scripture cannot be broken. All right? Who shall separate you from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress. You mean a Christian will go through distress? Oh, Jesus. Or persecution. Persecution. Or famine. Or nakedness. Or peril or sword. You know, I had a, 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 a I, don't, I don't know how to say this. I had an attitude, a thought, uh, I thought all through my walk with God, and up until not too long ago, I, I would always think, well, who, who's even thinking about eternity? I'm just trying to get to tomorrow. Who's even thinking about eternal life? I just want to get food on the table. Who's even thinking about that? But it says here, you know what, when you start walking in the kingdom and it starts working for you, there is no death. There is no death. You are not afraid of dying. You are not afraid, I might get my head cut off. You're not afraid. Why? You are already walking in eternity if you've got Jesus in you. If you have Jesus in you, if you are born again, you are already part of eternity. It's already started. You don't have to be afraid of walking through the veil of your flesh. It's already started. You are already in eternity. There is no fear of death. There is no fear. You know, Paul even said it. I love how the Apostle Paul said it. It is better for us to go than to stay. Can you believe he said that? For years I couldn't understand that. What do you mean it's better to go than to stay? We don't want, you know, we're all afraid of death. No, we're not. Not if you got Jesus in you. Paul knew he was, going to the, he was going to the death and it wasn't going to be pretty. But you know what? He went excited. He went in glory. He went in glory. Hallelujah when you see what death is to the Christian. You can't be, you can't cry about your dad if you know he's with the glory. He's in glory. You can't cry about your mom if you know she's with Jesus. It's glory. It's a glorious ending. Oh, when we see the power of that gospel, it is a glorious ending. There is no fear of death. None none who can separate us from the love of Christ you are you born again he's in there and he will never ever leave you things look like you're walking through hell oh I love that song just keep walking and maybe the devil won't notice right. but you will walk through hell you know what it's perfecting you And that love, that love is being perfected in you. God wants you to understand he loved you first. God wants you to understand he loved you first. God wants you to understand that love has never stopped. God wants you to understand he had Jesus die for you when you weren't worth loving. But he loved you anyway. He loved you anyway. That's why he sent Jesus. And that's why Jesus went to the cross. And that's why Jesus endured everything he had to endure. Because he loved you first. And when you start walking and things go to hell, don't ever forget, he didn't stop loving you. It's his love that's going to bring you through. It is his love that's going to bring you through. There is no fear in love. He is getting us to where we understand we walk in the love of God and there is no fear. No fear. No fear. I'm going to lose my family. No fear. Love is stronger than your family. The love of Jesus is stronger. I'm going to lose my house, then there'll be another house. No fear. No fear. Let's finish it. So tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Oh, thanks a lot. I used to read that, you know, where it says, Jesus said, some of you are going to die, but there's not a hair of your head that's going to perish. So you're going to look good in the coffin. But it's glory. It's glory. It says, now in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. They cut off Paul's head. He was the conqueror. He was the conqueror. You know why? They couldn't cut off his soul. They couldn't cut off his spirit. He was going straight to Jesus. He didn't need the body anymore. He didn't need that body anymore. He's getting another one. Paul conquered. Paul conquered. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors. The victory is ours. And what does it mean by more than conquerors? The victory is ours and we didn't fight. We're not the ones that died for our sins. We're not the ones that carried our sins. We're not the ones that took on our diseases and our poverty and all those curses. We're not the ones that took it on. We're more than conquerors because Jesus was the one that conquered. We get all the benefits. We get all the benefits of that conquering that Jesus did. Jesus conquered the devil. He not only conquered the devil, he took all his authority away from him. He let him have it for a couple years, and then he took it back. The thing keeps loosening up. There. He conquered for us. He's the one that conquered death. Death couldn't hold him. The devil couldn't hold him. God brought him out. God brought him out the same way he's going to bring us out. The same way he's going to bring us out. This is going to finish in a blaze of glory. When we all go up, what a glorious sight. What power. What might. What majesty. When we all get to heaven at once, at once, are you born again? Do you have the spirit of Jesus in you? Because if you have that spirit of Jesus in you, you're going up. You're going up. You may be six feet under. I love what Shambach said. The dead rise first, he gives them a six-foot head start. And then we all go to meet Jesus together in the air. It's saying all these things, we are more than conquerors because we get the benefits of the conqueror. It says, for I am persuaded. This is Paul talking. Paul's looking at a slaughter at the end of his life. He's looking at he's either going to be crucified or get his head cut off. And he says here, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus worked out the love of God for us. Jesus is the one that paid the price for us. Are you born again? Would you like to be? Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Lead me. Guide me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name because you're the one that paid for me. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Now, I want to pray. Dole and I talked about this on the way over. The Lord has asked me to pray to lift oppression off of some of us, a whole lot of us. That spirit of oppression has come on this place, and it needs to go. And you know what? Join your faith with mine. Dole is going to join his faith with me, and we are going to pray to lift oppression off of us. Like I said, when I went down that stairs, I was one oppressed woman, one tired woman, one weary woman. And I, 10 seconds with a song that I didn't even pick, 10 seconds I was dancing, the oppression was gone. You can do that too. I'm going to pray with you. Join me, Father, in the name of the one that paid for us. In the name of the one that bought our future. In the name of the one that loved us. And gave himself for us. In the name of the one that bore all our sin. That bore our poverty. That bore every curse. That bore our backgrounds. That bore our attitudes. That bore our weaknesses. Father, I thank you. In the name of that man, Jesus. Father, I break the power of oppression now. I command it to go. I command all oppression to go in Jesus name I command this oppression to go in Jesus name I command this oppression to go in Jesus name I command this oppression to go in Jesus name I command this up, Oh yes I command this oppression to go in Jesus name Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters KD at KDWOL.com. That's KD, Kathy Davidson, at KDWOL.com. And visit my website to listen to the messages again or to download them free of charge at KDWOL.com. Until next time, God bless.